fuel poverty. People on low incomes come upon a whole range of problems unknown to those who are better off. However you measure it, fuel poverty is a particular problem in Scotland. You buy your electric tonight? Yes. Put five pound on the gas, please. No problem. For one thing, you really couldn't afford it. I mean, I was putting ten pound worth of cards in some weeks, and it was practically finished. You know what I mean? I was only using one fire. I also had this uh, electric heater as well, so I was all right that way. And I had three hot water bottles in the bed because you needed them because it was a very cold, dark place. I don't know what the answer is to the price of fuel. It's a hard one for people, especially in the winters. We have very, very severe winters sometimes up here, and money's not there to pay for it. You get off the bus at Hamilton and you're right at the district council offices, so you get in there, you pay your poll tax, come out of there and go into Dunfermline. You pay your mortgage. Go down the street and round the corner and that is you in to pay your electricity. Once you have done all those three things, what you have got left has got to feed you for the whole week, right? If you pay your rent, your electricity, if you don't have enough to live in, you get and shut that door and nobody needs to know. In Scotland, the cold is associated with the excess number of winter deaths that we have each year. And we have a, a higher rate of winter deaths in Scotland than, than the UK. For instance, if you compare it to countries like Scandinavia, the concept of excess death in winters is new to them. They don't quite know what we mean. Jackie Carlin works in a community advice centre in Dundee. In her view, the signs of poverty are becoming more visible. Well, I, th- I think over the last 10 years or so, like every place, the, the work situation has worsened. There's a lot of factories that we had here have closed down. Unemployment in itself brings the lack of the ability to do anything with your family. That People don't have the money to do anything, you know, to make their lives better. Um, the ability to buy food, decent food, heat their properties, things like that. You know, you can see the poverty now, whereas before it was probably a bit more hidden. Angela Yee from Age Concern Scotland details the scale of the problem. The statistics that we have at the moment shows about 738,000 households having to spend more than 10% of their income on energy. And that's a, a fairly accepted definition of fuel poverty. If you have to spend more, then you're fuel poor. In those figures, 69,000 Older householders, people whose houses are headed by someone over 60, have faced extreme fuel poverty. That means they would really need to spend more than 20% of their income. Ian Trainer is an energy advisor in Dundee. He's familiar with the types of housing in the city and the problem of heating. Well, these are traditional Scottish tenement blocks, as we call them. They're built either just at the turn of the century or just after, and it's traditional stone. The walls here are sometimes two to three feet thick and traditionally they're quite large room in some of these blocks so a lot of people find a problem actually heating these houses. Traditionally we find too that it's normally bottled gas where there's no certain heating and this causes all sorts of problems, horrendous condensation and of course it affects the health life uh, particularly in the winter when uh, condensation really is excessive. And then when we turn our backs here we look to the, the skyscrapers that we have in Dundee here, and when we look at this at the hill town, as the name suggests, we're sitting fairly high up from the city centre in Dundee itself, 
and these blocks really are prominent when you come across and see the skyline of Dundee. And again, we look at some of the problems involved. They're all electrically, centrally heated, but there's very, very few people in these blocks actually use the heating. If they were to put their central heating on now, you'd be talking about £50 a month to try and keep that warm. That's only warm. That's not really a comfortable heat. Working in collaboration with Dundee City Council, Ian Trainer runs SCARF. SCARF, what it stands for is to save cash and reduce fuel. So we're interested in saving householders cash and also reducing the amount of fuel that they actually need. So they go hand in hand together. The biggest impact we try to make is with the, the fuel poor. Uh, in Scotland, we do have a, a very high amount of people that suffer from fuel poverty at the moment. SCARF actually covers Aberdeen City, Aberdeenshire, it covers uh, the city of Dundee and also Perth and Kinross, which is over 12,500 square miles. So we really cover a vast uh, amount of the east coast of Scotland and we do tackle different projects and offer help wherever we can relating to energy matters. Even you're a lot more chirpy than what you were along in the old house, because like, I felt that you had a lot of problems along there. I got over them somehow. Thomas Marney is one of the people Ian is helping. Before moving to his present accommodation, he'd run into serious difficulties with paying his bills. Well, the place I used to live was a, a bedsit flat, one room, a toilet and a kitchen with a gas fire and an electric meter. And it was a tiny wee place. That was your bedroom, your dining room, everything was in the one place. And there was a little wee, you could barely touch, you could touch the walls actually, near enough. Because it was a very dull and dreary place to live, to be honest with you. And when I was up in the morning, had a wash and shave and something to eat, I was glad to get it until late at night to come back. I knew I was just going to go to my bed. Then I need to sit and look at the forward was. Just had the gas heating. But as I said, sometimes it run out and I couldn't afford to go to both hours and buy me. <coughs> so I just decided not to use it. The situation was that Mr Marnie had no gas supply and the amount outstanding was £54, uh, which is really a nominal sum. So what we done was... I uh, got some details from Mr Marnie, contacted Scottish Gas, who informed us that he'd been in this situation for over three years. Um, so we asked, could they restore the gas supply that night? And eventually they seen reason and connected the gas supply that night. We got that back on, and what we agreed to do is monitor the, the gas consumption and make sure that's never happened again. So we've been entering into dialogue with Scottish Gas just to try and resolve this. We feel that they've got some responsibility in the matter too, that they've just left them for over three years. So what we've done is contacted Cheshart and Stoke Scotland, who agreed that they would pay the gas bill. Mr Marnie spent his life working in the polypropylene fibre business, which took its toll on his health. In that work, I was there for 23 years. Fifteen years out of that, I was breathing polythene dust 12 years a day. When I was told I had to see the watch doctor, he told me I'd emphysema. I was, wasn't fit for work any longer. So 
was sort of director, and he says, uh, sorry, Mr. Manny, but we'll have to pay you off through your health. The benefits I get is uh, incapacity and the pension from the work. The good thing about it is that it's, I get my incapacity weekly, pension I get monthly, which is a very small pension. It's only £15 a week, £65 a month. Well, as I said, by the time I was off my work, we had to pay the full rent, which is about £30 a week for one pokey wee plus. Electric to get, gas to get, food to get, clothes to get. So, I just skipped my rent occasional times. As well as skipping the gas, and skipping the electric. I had to do it. Just couldn't do nothing else. So, as I said, you had to rob Peter to pay Paul, or vice versa. Couldn't do everything. Then what got you in deeper trouble? You paid your rent, you had £10 left. The letter goes off, so you're scant giving the money. So what do you do? You got some of your friends and body tenor. What's it get dead easy? But you're putting yourself in a worse mess. Because they're going to rob somebody to pay that £10 back. And somebody doesn't get paid that week. So it's just a vicious circle. Mr Marnie ended up in debt to the City Council, but it recouped its money when he was moved from his single room to the slightly larger flat that he now occupies. Through the council's moving you, you got £1,500 for the inconvenience and whatever. But I didn't get £1,500. They kept a thousand pounds. I got five hundred pounds. In the council, are not very good friends at the moment. But that's life. Some people are worse off than me, so it's the story. Now that Mr. Marnie is in his new flat and with both gas and electricity connected, Ian's offering to give him ongoing advice on energy use. What we're keen to do is to really act on your behalf and. Mm to say to the likes of Scottish Gas and Hydroelectric that the way that they deal with customers is unrealistic at times and unsympathetic. And we really need to sit down and say that when people have one problem, normally it's multiple problems. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we'll have to tackle them one by one and let them understand that mm. there are numerous problems here. But oh, yeah. as always, we're glad that we've got that at the back of us. So we're in here now. What we want to do is just to make sure that Certainly the gas and electric, that they never get out of hand again. And if we could get a weekly payment plan and if we could monitor them and make sure that we're keeping them under control, then really that's two problems that oh, we've yeah. really got out of the way anyway. Do you think that's reasonable? Oh, yes, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm going to try my best to do it. Like, yeah. While all the money's there, I've got it. If it's no there, I can't do it. But I'll manage £5 a week and £10 for a letter. Debt is probably the biggest problem that Ian Trainer comes across. The most common one is when they have a, a bill, maybe seven, eight hundred pounds. They come to us and say, "We cannot pay this." And I would normally ask them, "Have you contacted the utility?" And they say, "Yeah." And I ask them, "What kind of offer have they made for you to pay this account?" And based on that information, I'll go back to the utility and say, "Well, you really should be offering them something better than what you have offered them." From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk 
forward slash use.